And away we go. It's another day. Uh, happy Easter to you late. If, you ju if you're just getting back into the to real life, the, the break is over. The kids are back at school. I hope you had a wonderful Easter. Hope you celebrated it well. Hope you celebrated it with your families. But I'm back to work today. It is a Monday. I'm wearing sunglasses right now. I don't even know why. I just feel like it, we're there. We're finally at a spot where it feels like Vegas again. Vegas, baby. Vegas! When you walk through into the um, the hotel, I'm at the Wynn Hotel Resort and Casino. So everybody's in bathing suits already. So it's like that time of year, you know, when you come into work and you're like, you know, you kind of, I usually am a t-shirt and jeans kind of guy, but yeah, my head was on a swivel. Let's just put it that way. A lot of people here, a lot of people at the, at the hotel enjoying the weather, enjoying the, their portion of the break. Because I always feel like, you know, when people go on to this Easter break, or spring break, if you will, it's broken into two pieces. Like my like half of my kids were the second part. So Easter and then the break, and then everybody else, the, the younger ones were break and then Easter and then back. And, and luckily, you know, some of the kids, you know, they still get Tuesday off. I don't know if they, if the teachers are getting uh, lazier or, or, or it just is the right thing to do. I, I think I actually appreciate that if I was a teacher to have a Sunday and then have to go back to work the next day, that would be rough. Rough, rough, rough. Okay, we got plenty to talk about on the show today. I have sent out, we now have it For The Win on Twitter. I encourage you to follow that, at For The Win Show. And so what we're going to start doing, and, and I think this is smart, is I'm going to be more engaging and let's see if we can get some feedback from you guys. So I sent out a tweet earlier today that basically, you know, had a little bit of a vote. So Stefan's blunder, which happened over the weekend. If you didn't see it, Zach Stefan, a U.S. international goalkeeper, plays for Man City, plays in the FA Cup and couldn't have been worse. And this has happened before. Now, what we're going to do right now is we're going to roll back the tape of my comments about Zach Stefan last week before this happened. This is what I thought of this guy last week, not this week, because this week's a lot worse. Zach Steffen should not be our goalkeeper. Let's start there. It always starts in the back. I get it. He's, he's pretty good with his distribution and whatnot. But if he's going to be hurt, if he's going to be as complacent and strut around there and just going through them, it, it just looks like he is so comfortable. And it's almost like a reverse. It's like when so, we, we know people like this and this is the way they act in their real life. They, you always wonder to yourself, God, why is that person so confident? Why do they act the way they act? It's because they're hiding something. And I don't know what's going on in the mind of Zach Steffen, but he, he is trying to portray this aura of confidence. And it just, and, and, but when the ball gets near him, he just can't figure it out. Go back to the summer. I mean, watch that cross that Kevin Sargent had to save off the line. And I think it was the 27th minute. That's just my memory popping in there. But I just don't think he's our guy. He's not. Now let me start over because I just told you that you think and I know. I know he's not our guy. So let's figure out who our guy is first and foremost. Me personally, personally, and I know I'm going to sound like a, 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 a really horrible, Zach Steffen isn't even my number three because he's not in a team that he's playing. If Turner goes to Arsenal, great. If he gets games that he's playing, the one that's in the best form plays. Horvath is playing at Nottingham Forest. He's, getting, he's very busy. He's forced to make saves. He's forced to organize. The games are faster. It's a championship. That's not a bad spot to be in. Hell, Sean Johnson has just won a championship. He won MLS Cup. Those three right now, right now, even with everybody hurt, Zach Steffen's four. Sorry, maybe I'm spoiled. I had Brad Friedel and Casey Keller and Tony Miola in my net in my day. And those guys are better than all three I just mentioned. So, well, four. 
And that makes me sound like uh, you know, old guy screaming from the lawn, but I don't care. I know Brad Field is the best goalkeeper we've ever had, period. All right. So all that being said, Zach Steffen in the net. I have had, I've been very critical, obviously. I don't think he's our number one, but if go watch it. Oh my God. Being casual. Just the way he, he treats this one play in a game of this magnitude, there is no way in hell. I don't care. It's not going to change. Cannot play for the U.S. Now, hello, beautiful. You have a great day. Again, I'm at the win. People walk by. They blow me kisses. I respond. Anyway, he's not our guy. He's not our guy, especially with everything that's going on with Gaga in Chicago. This kid's 17 years old, and he's already got four, what is it, five, six shutouts? I mean, his defense is playing off the hook, but let's just forget Zach Steffen, please. I get it. And he mentioned last week or two weeks ago that he wants to get loaned out. My response on Twitter was good. Go get some games. Ah, oh, man, he looked like he was on a camping trip. The only thing he forgot was his toothbrush. They passed the ball back to him. He's one goal, one yard away from you know this being a goal. And, and Mane just closes in on him and it's like he never saw him. Everybody wants to talk about that. 46% of you want me to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about somebody else. Turner's better. Horvath's better. Gaga's better. Wow. All right. The other one I had on my list was uh, Matias Almeida out at San Jose. That's it for him. Four years of absolute crap. Now, look, I, I, a lot of people on, on Twitter were speculating that I was actually mentioned for the job. My name always comes up in those kind of deals. I know Chris Leach. And did he respond to me when it got close to when they had to make this? I think this thing just sped up. It went into, uh, you know, like warp speed. And Almeida started saying all this stuff. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, we got to replace him now. I'm supposed to go up there this weekend. I'm going to go say hi to all the alumni. We have our reunion. Frank Yallop's going to be honored for his accolades over the year, over the years. He has, you know, won a couple of championships with San Jose. That's back when he had Landon. But all things included, I think, what happened in San Jose, just to clear it up, I was never really in the running for the job. I do reach out to those guys because I want to help. I was at Dallas Cup last week with my son, who actually played for RSL, and I ran into Chris Wondolowski. And it now makes sense the way he was acting. But I'm friends with, with Wando. And man, he, I was like, so when are you going to get into coaching? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it was comedy. They knew what they were doing. So it's going to be uh, Cavello, the Alex Cavello, who's the, who's actually the second team manager with Steve Ralston, who's actually, if you remember, had a short stint as an interim manager, as did Leach. And then they're going to bring Wondolowski in as one of the second assistants, which I think is beautiful. I said this before. I mean, I play words of friends with Chris Wondolowski and we go back and forth about stuff. I'm like his, I don't know if he's sitting on a couch while he's playing uh, words of friends with me, but I am playing psychologist at times. And look, I, when we go into the Almeida scenario, Nobody's going to talk about him. Nobody's going to say what they want to say. And it's because, and I'm going to just, I'm just going to do this. Matias Almeida is a manipulator. That's what he is. He's not a manager. He doesn't care about players. They all say that he's like got his heart in this thing and he's genuine. I don't believe it. I don't. I mean, it was a couple of months ago when Jeff Carlisle from ESPN called his methodology or his style of play a gimmick. And then he got criticized for that. It's not a gimmick. It's a guy who has no tactical awareness. Zero. He doesn't know what he's doing. You're going to say, oh, but he won five. You know, it hurt Gomez. It's going to come at you with, he won five trophies and this, that, and the other. No, the team did. Yeah, you can, you can. But when it got hard and then you, and you, you weren't able to buy the players that you wanted to, you went into that 
well, let's just call it what it is, a, a, a Mexican way of doing things. When you're in Mexico, there's, this is what you do. You manipulate your team and their emotions. You berate them in the media and that inspires them to play better. That shit doesn't work in America, Matias. Get out. You don't throw your owners under the bus. They don't give a crap about public humiliation. They don't even have Twitter. They don't care. They're just like, hey, how do we do this weekend? Fisher's like, hey, somebody call Chris Leach and see if we got that thing figured out because uh, I'm paying a lot of money for this guy and he came, you know, really highly recommended and he promised a lot of stuff. But four years later, we never made the playoffs, only in the pandemic year, which doesn't count. And even more embarrassing is the guy ever even tried to learn English. I wasn't there. I'm not going to out myself here, but I do have ways of knowing what's going on with teams. I have people, let's put it that way. And he's still in Santa Barbara at the, in preseason needing a translator. I mean, not even the simple stuff. If I took over in Mexico tomorrow, I could at least speak to players, you know, on a, on a, you know, on a conversational level, not so much, but certainly I could get my message across. And, and the longer I stayed in Mexico, my, 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 language barrier would, would be less and less every day. This guy just didn't care. Publicly trying to humiliate the ownership group at San Jose was a waste of time. dude. Going on the record as saying, this is not my team. And if I could buy my players, then I would have a much better record. Why don't you throw everybody in your locker room under the bus? And then you expected them to play for you, but they did. And it's, I'm not, and I'm understanding his methodology and the way that he went about this and the way he manipulated the emotions of these players. Very odd way of doing things, but it doesn't work in MLS. Lesson learned. All right, office over there in New York. The Almeida thing doesn't work. So don't go back to the well. Whether he's off to Chile or that was all bullshit is yet to be seen. That was the number two thing on the list. I'm not a fan, clearly. I'm not a fan. I'm sure he, you know, these guys are great. You know, they're, they're pretty good. They're borderline con men. They can really, they can talk a dog out of a bush and back in again. And, you, and you'll probably think, oh, you know what? That guy sounds like he knows what he's doing. And the PowerPoint presentation was amazing. Next time, explain to your coaching staff that they have to pay taxes and it's expensive to live in the Bay Area. Try that on for size. That's called management, which seems to be something that you're not good at. All right, well, I'm done with him. San Jose is going to figure it out. I think this is a great move from Chris Leach. Let's just give Chris Leach some, some credit here. He's dealing with this guy for four years. He didn't hire him. He didn't hire him. Farinelli did. And this experiment clearly didn't work. Farinelli's fired. He's out. So Chris Leach has made a couple of moves. And every move that he's made up to this point has been a good one, including hiring this coaching staff. Cavella's going to do a good job. I expect a bounce back right now. These guys are actually going to get coached for the first time. They're going to be told, hey, we're going to have a plan out there. They're going to do well. This is not a bad team. It's not a bad team. And Chris Leach is making, making the right moves. He's a very calculated guy. I'm very impressed with him. He's not very good at getting back to people, but he certainly is a guy that is very calculated. He knows exactly what he wants to do with this club. He can work the room. You've been, in, you've been around this guy. He can work the room. He's got smart people around him. He's got Brett Carlene to help him, you know, who is an expert at every single bit of the MLS rules, which are so complicated. If you, you don't get the TAM right, you're, you're screwed. This is a smart group that was being managed by the wrong coach. They've got all the pieces in, in there, and I'm so glad to see Wando in this spot. So glad to see this situation. 
but he this was this was just a, a waiting game when how how much Fisher was willing to lose. And I think they made it, I think they did a deal. I think I think it was closer to I'm guessing here. I do not know the real numbers. I would say probably about two million was on the line. So Almeida gets to fail miserably and it just go to the beach for a couple couple of months and wait for the next job. And somebody in Mexico will hire him. My bets uh, is clearly on Cruz Azul, whether they're going to wait for that to fall apart or he finds another job in Mexico because that's where it's going to work for him. All right. The other one I had on my list is how good is Benzema and Ronaldo? Nobody wants to talk about Ronaldo. I mean, Eric Ten Hag is going to be the new manager. We all know that. But, you know, at 50th hat trick, at Cruel, the goalkeeper, got to say it for Norwich, you know, throw your hat on it next time. That wasn't a, wasn't a great goal in the sense that the goalkeeper probably could have saved it and ruined everyone's day. But Ronaldo's Ronaldo. Hat trick when they needed it the most. They got a quick turnaround. They got, I don't know if he plays tomorrow, which would be Tuesday. Don't know. Don't know what happens to him. Now, my question about Ronaldo is, do they keep him at the age of 38 next year? Is, is that going to be something that makes sense? Is it 37 or 38? Who knows? He looks 29 to me. I keep doing these close-ups on this guy. And I'm like, I remember what I looked like at that age. He must have some serious... He's, he must be recovering in like one of those cryo chambers all the time with all the right lotions. He's just a goddamn beautiful man. Crazy. Beckham was the same way. Beckham was, you know, it's the same deal. Walked past Beckham one time. We played in one of those games at the, the old home, home Depot Center. Just, he even smelled good. Just played a game and he smelled great. The last one was Benzema. How good is he? He did it again, by the way. Down 2-0 at halftime, Sevilla, and he scores in the 93rd minute. The guy's 34 years old. He's going to win the Ballon d'Or at 34. He, he should. What he did to PSG, what he did to Chelsea, four goals, knocked them completely out. Not to mention Modric's pass. Come on. The old guys are getting it done. That's the right manager for them too. Carlo Ancelotti is going to always figure that, that kind of thing out. But let me catch you up on everything else. But I was surprised. Zach Steffen was the number one thing you want to talk about. That's like, you know, like talking about a car crash. I mean, the, the, you can't unsee it, but, you know, you don't want to watch it over and over. I certainly don't. I just don't. God, that was bad. So bad. And my words were right. Weeks ago, they were right. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I'm just saying, oh my God, I don't know what the reasons are why he has so much trust. That just won't fly. The complacency is there. Arrogance is there. And it's not going away. This will not affect him. If it does affect him, it will affect him in the most negative way possible. Now he's nervous. Now he goes from two different, completely different ends of the spectrum. From complete complacency and arrogance to, oh my God, don't pass me the ball. It's just not, uh, it does, it's not going to be a, a good thing. And, oh God, I can't believe you guys wanted to talk about that. Let me check it again. I'm going to check it and see where you guys are at. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that the number, oh God, it's getting higher. More people want to talk about it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a limited number of votes, but, but good Lord, people. Some of you are also throwing in uh, your ideas on, on the Sounders playing uh, Pumas. We're seeing the effects of the, the, the CONCACAF Champions League on the Sounders. They're not playing well. They just lost to Miami, by the way. The Sounders are actually San Jose's next opponent. That's the game I'm supposed to go up and watch. I'm not too sure I want to watch that. You know what? Actually, under the circumstances, if Almeida was still there, I don't want to watch it. But, you know, Cavello, I want, I'm rooting for this guy. Seems like a good dude. Anybody that looks good, that good with a beard, 
Got to root for him. Got to root for him. I got to grow the beard back. Beard's pretty good. The other thing, you know, I guess we should say is Liverpool do stun, you know, in this three to two victory in the FA Cup semifinals. Liverpool's going to go back to this thing with, uh, with Chelsea now. And you got to give it up, give it up for Chelsea's manager because this is unreal. How many, how many, I think this is the third. I think it might be the third straight FA Cup final. I'm not sure. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not good on the stats, but I do think, I do think that in, if under no circumstances does, uh, it's over for Zach Steffen. Did you watch Pep Guardiola run back to the, the bench and start like just talking to his, like, oh, it was almost like, who talked me into this? Why do we do this? Why do we always give the second goalkeeper the FA Cup as if it's not important? And I'll tell you what, Liverpool live this. Stretch your memory a little bit back to Karius. Remember that? Do you remember that? They had to live through those airs. Very similar to this one. No, no, no. no. Zach Sevens is worse. However, go try and find Karius now. He's off in some, you know, Scandinavian country. He's not playing soccer anymore. He's, he's flexing. I think he started his modeling career. I don't know if anybody wants to pay Zach Steffen to be a model, but he certainly is on track to, to follow and then carries his footsteps. Good Lord. All right, so the Champions League is now set. And you saw that Liverpool got past Benfica. I do think that this Darwin kid is, is something else. Uh, and he's going to be somewhere. And then Villarreal. Do the unthinkable. They knock out Bayern Munich. One-to-one, last-minute goal. <laughs> Just give it up for Unai Emery. It's like so crazy. Everybody makes fun of him, you know? It's like I'm making fun of Almeida for not learning English. And everybody makes fun of Unai Emery from speaking English. Because he's got that funny accent. But I like Unai Emery. And I, I think I'm rooting for him. How can you not root for him? But it's, it's Liverpool, Villarreal, Man City, Real Madrid. And if this stays on track and Benzema does anything, just give him the Ballon d'Or now, even before the final. Don't even bother. That is just unbelievable. All right, so another stuff happened. This was a crazy weekend all the way around. I mean, Byron had their response to, to beat Bielefeld. They seemed pretty pissed off in, in, in doing it. But how about Brighton? Last minute goal? Ah, last minute. It was like two minutes till the end. Tottenham gets knocked out. That was a big one. And then you're thinking, oh, what a, what a chance missed for Tottenham. And then Arsenal slip on a banana peel. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Manchester United is going to travel to Liverpool on Tuesday. Now, United is still in six. They're three points off Tottenham. Arsenal lose to Southampton. The same Southampton that lost 6 nothing to Chelsea a week ago. And Arsenal can't figure it out. People say that, oh, they must be terrible. No, sometimes when you get you're kicked in the teeth, you know, you respond like men. You don't want, you want them. You don't want to play in those kind of games. Uh, West Ham did have uh, Burnley. And uh, so Sean Dyche is, is out. I already saw pictures of him out drinking, which is great. Which is great. There was some massive buyout that he had to get. I would have kept him. Burnley, you're going down. It's not Dyche's fault, but you're going to certainly need him to come back up. I don't know who you'll find. It's not going to, no, I'm not even going to say it out loud. I was, I had a thought, bubble popped into my head and then uh, about who that replacement would be, but I, I don't think that'll be. Leipzig is back on track. They beat Leverkusen. Union Berlin is in the, uh, the DFB Pokal semifinals on Wednesday. So that's in a couple of days. I want to watch that. Hamburg. How about Hamburg? Hamburg is, for those of you forgotten, that was the only team that hadn't been uh, relegated to the second division for so many years. And then finally they went down and they just can't climb their way back in. Uh, the response was certainly there with Dortmund. Dortmund just blasted Wolfsburg. Six to one. Holland got only a couple goals and an assist. And then this is where it gets weird. I think Augsburg is in trouble again. Even though they started to climb out of it, my other prediction was that 
Ricardo Pepe is never going to score Bundesliga. That's right. I said never. It's a bit, there's a big difference between not and never. And I'm going never. I don't think he ever scores. 20 million bucks. Own him out. All right. As far as the MLS goes, uh, and I did pay attention this weekend. Uh, you got you got to pay attention to what's going on with Austin. Even though DC had the red card, Austin is quite a turnaround. Started out the season two, five, five goal back-to-back games. They, they calmed down a little bit, but uh, Josh Wolf's team is, is, is pretty much figuring it out. But they, uh, they like to score goals late. If you've been paying attention. New England beat Charlotte. So, you know, Bruce has been taking a lot of heat lately because he hasn't been able to figure out another one that you can somewhat blame on the uh, CONCACAF Champions League. But you can't blame what happened to RSL on that. What is it? Castellanos. He, he, he had four goals for NYCFC and a 6 nothing. Demolition day for RSL. And then Seattle lose to Inter Miami. Minnesota get the win against Colorado. So Colorado's not the team they were last year, clearly. Uh, Sporting is in big trouble. They lose again to LAFCs. LAFC is top of the table with Steve Chirondolo. No one's going to have a go at him right now. And it looks like a great hire. I do think that that, they were, that should have been expected. It's a very talented team. It's a very talented team. A couple zero zeros as well. I do, I, I feel bad about talking because you know Montreal won again. Mihalovic scored. I've been on that bandwagon. He needs to be on the national team. End of story. Forget it. Just... Pick him, please. He's good enough. San Jose was 2-2 two two with Nashville. We already talked about that. I don't think we talked about the score. We just talked about Almeida. But that was enough. And then another, a bunch of just a consecutive 0-0s. Zero Houston 0, Portland 0, Red Bull 0, Dallas 0, Atlanta United 0, Cincinnati 0. And unfortunately, there we had to endure uh, Brad Guzan. That might be the end uh, for him. Uh, Torres ruptured his Achilles in the game. So we, we, we wish him a speedy recovery, but that's usually the end. Usually. The, I mean, even though we saw, we saw David Beckham at, at a pretty, uh, he might've been 36 and he still was able to play a little bit after, but that's, that's an injury that you just, you're just not going to uh, recover from at that age. That's, that's usually why, because all my buddies, when we got in like late forties, early fifties, we all stopped playing. We just said, we can't do this anymore. And because we and we started dropping like flies, like I, once my buddy Andy Smith tore his ACL, I mean not, not not tore his ACL, tore his Achilles. I was like, oh okay. And then I had three consecutive buddies, all the same age, late forties, Achilles, and that's why I don't play anymore. Peloton is my best friend. I got to deal with that. I can't run around and play anymore, and uh, kind of sucks, but it's it's a reality. It's the reality of where I am in life. All right, let me give you. I'm gonna. I want to talk about my son at the end of this 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 podcast. As I want to get, I want to get some of your feedback on this as well because this is crazy. We went to the the, the Dallas Cup, and he had a great trip. He had a great trip, and I'm going to talk about that in about five minutes. But let me catch you up just so you're all up to speed. If you're going to be hit this thing live uh, when we post it later on today, then you'll be able to uh, to know what the hell's going on. So Liverpool is going to get Manchester United tomorrow. Bruno Fernandez. Uh, is expected to be av- available for that game. I do think that this Ryanick is this this one is really the turn point. I mean, he can't wait to go up in an office and stop listening to this noise and let somebody else go to the press conferences. He can't wait. You can tell. You can tell. And uh, it looks like they've come to terms with uh, Ten Hag. So we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. But on the Wednesday, pretty good week of football. I mean, I really, really think 
this is a great week of football. If you're paying attention to everything, especially if you, uh, not especially if, but if, if, if you like to throw a wager on a game, this is a good week to do it. So we know about Liverpool, Manchester United on Tuesday. And Wednesday, you got Chelsea, Arsenal. Everton, Leicester. Love that game. Love that game. You essentially have Everton with a couple of games in hand, trying to avoid relegation. It's been a miserable year. And will they figure it out? And I think they will. This is a really good game. Doesn't it? It's just everything about it is beautiful. Newcastle, with their late winner um, this past weekend, they get Crystal Palace. They'll have them on Wednesday. That's a quick turnaround. Man City gets Brighton. So look out, Man City. Brighton has um, been miserable for a couple of people now. They're not messing around. Potter's a good manager, and, they, and they've, they've figured it out. And then, of course, on the Tuesday and the Wednesday, I, I follow it. Not everybody does. The DFB Pokal, called the Pokal, which is the cup. Uh, so Tuesday, Hamburg, Freiburg, Leipzig, and uh, Union Berlin will be on the Wednesday. You got to love that. It's just not four names that you thought would be there at the end. And I'm really rooting for Hamburg. Really rooting for Hamburg. People don't realize this at times, but when we go over the, the, the best leagues in the world, you go to you La Liga or you go to Serie A, and then you have the French League, the Belgian League, and, and you know, the German League and, and the EPL. You get to like three or four, sometimes even third on that list is the German second division. Because it used to be like Stuttgart was still in there. And, and then you, but you have huge clubs. You have Berlin. Hamburg, and these clubs have massive, massive following. I need Kaiserslautern to make their way back up. And Kaiserslautern won their derby against uh, third division against my Saarbrücken, three to one. A couple of red cards in that one. That is an amazing, amazing game. It's just that the teams are so in their close proximity to each other. I saw some stuff online or on Twitter actually of just the, the fan support that that they got for that game. That's always a big one. Three to one in in, in favor of Kaiserslautern. Kaiserslautern's the Green Bay Packers of football in, in Germany. Small little town, but everybody goes to the game and it's terrific. All right. So here, here's what I want to talk about at the end here, because I just don't know anymore what the hell is going on in the world. Our kids today, the kids that, that, that we're trying so hard to find pathways for them. I was so impressed with RSL and the way that they present themselves, the way that they have addressed this entire situation with my son, who's 13. And he was brought into this, this group of players under 13. And we went, to, we went to Dallas. They beat FC Dallas 7-1. to one. They beat uh, another team, uh, Capital City, which was, which was also only beaten by San Jose, one nothing. And then we played in a game. It was like 40-mile-an-hour wins. And they lost to San Jose. And they essentially get knocked out of the, the, the tournament. After scoring 15 goals in the first two, they can't score against San Jose. It was pretty sad, whatever. But then they played the next, or two days later, they played against Orlando and FC Dallas again, and they had a, um, a loss and a tie. And the games were really competitive, but I really liked what uh, RSL. Uh, Tony Beltran came in there and talked to everybody. Uh, Kurt Schmidt came in and talked to him. They, they brought in the people that run the academy, the, as far as, as, as the academic side. Their coaches talked about pathways and how it's, it's a squiggly line, it's not a straight line, and how they're willing to be flexible. But my kid's 13 and they're asking him to leave home and to go join an academy. And I'm struggling with this so much because of the social aspect. It's like basically boarding school for soccer. And I talked to my son, who's 13. You have to take his, you know, his opinions and this consider it under consideration, of course, right? But at the same time, you have to take it with a grain of salt because he's too young to make these life decisions. But I'm so blown away by the way this week went. 
just that, that from going there as a dad, and I know how shy my son is, sitting at a table eating breakfast and watching all the teams come in. And then actually the players from my son's team are all eating together. And my son didn't even want to go over there. Right? And because he's shy. He's just like, oh, come on, dad, don't make me go over there. I'll just stay here. The next day they played a game. He scored a goal and had a couple of assists. And then you have those soccer moments. You have the, those connective things that happen with personalities and relationships. And they got to celebrate something together. And the next morning when the team came in, he wanted to wear the top and he wanted to go sit with, the, with his teammates. He wanted to have a laugh. And, I, and that was the greatest joy I had out of the weekend. It's to see my son actually want to be around these other kids that he doesn't even know. He's just meeting for the first time. The fact that they had met each other for the first time and then went 7-1 seven, seven, and 8-0 eight, eight was pretty impressive in its own right. But I'm, try, I'm really struggling with the idea of letting my son go. That would be in August and September. To go to an academy full time. Because he is 13 years old, because he's only in seventh grade, he would be, it would be permissible for him to essentially take summer school, which would serve as his eighth grade. And they go straight to high school. And it's crazy. It's crazy. The world of football. And in America, this, this stuff never existed, of course. This, is, this stuff didn't exist 10 years ago. But that's what I'm struggling with this week. My, my wife essentially you know, looks at these people like Rumpelstiltskin. It's like, what do you want to take my firstborn child? I mean, what, what is this? But I sit with my son and I, after watching him play and watching him really excel. And I know he's still at times looks like a, you know, Bambi on ice because he's growing. He's grown like two inches in the last four months. But it's really cool. It's really cool because he's my son and I don't, I know what talent looks like, but I cannot have an unbiased opinion. I, I can't. It's my kid. So I'm relying on them, even regardless of how much soccer knowledge I have, to tell me if my kid's good enough. And for them to come back to me and say, we really were impressed and we're hoping that he considers us as an option. And I'm on the plane with my son saying, what do you want to do, kid? And he's like, I can't wait. I love this. This is what I want to do. My response was, okay, you get to tell mom. <laughs> good luck with that one. Either way, I did, you know what? If you're going to respond to me on Twitter at all after listening to this, Give me your thoughts on it. I don't mind. I, I don't mind at all. I, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, cause a fight here or cause an issue. I just, I just am struggling with this as a dad. Let my kid go at the age of 13, full time at an academy. We have this thing. We have this thing. Just, you know, we call it, high, we, we, you know, give me five. Everybody thinks it's a high five. It's five, five second hug. I would encourage everyone to try that with your kids. You don't, you know, little hugs like the two seconders or the, the double pat on the back. Just spend some time. Give it five seconds. Give it five seconds because you'll have three or four thoughts within that hug that will connect you to your kid a little bit more. That's what we do. We do the, uh, we do the high five. Give me five. Either way, that's it for me. Um, this was for the win from the Blue Wire Studios here in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. It is starting to heat up. So if you are, or if Las Vegas is in your plans, I would suggest you come check this place out. Not bad at all. Probably the best place to be. These people understand. You understand how great this place is, right? Yeah, okay. You do. Give me a big smile. Uh, in the meantime, I'm done for the day. Uh, enjoy the games this week. I'll be back on the Thursday to catch you up on everything that has transpired in the soccer world. And it's going to be interesting because, as I said before, this is one hell of a week to follow the game. Enjoy the hell out of it. Be good human beings out there and we'll hear you next time.